Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're reading the entire Bible together, book by book, chapter by chapter. We're making really good progress through the book of Joshua, right about that halfway point. And this is where you really begin to see, right, that it's, it's, and this is what we said last time when we were looking at Joshua chapter 12. This book is not really about Joshua, right? It's not about, oh, this is our war hero, and these are like the, the accolades and distinctions and accomplishments that he had, right? No, it's really about, about the land. It's about the land that God is giving to his people. And so actually we're going to spend several chapters now just talking about this land um, because the land is important. It shouldn't be neglected. It's really the kind of the point of Joshua as a book, actually. So, yeah, we're looking at um, Joshua 13, um, and it is going to talk about the land, particularly looking at the land on the east side of the Jordan. And we, and we saw that that's the, the Transjordan, right? The other side, the far side, right? Uh, and and the other thing that I just had to point out, um, it, it has to be one of the most, I mean, to me at least, comical introductions to a chapter that we've had so far, uh, the opening of Joshua 13. Now, Joshua was old and advanced in years, you know, just... Uh, <laughs> He's old. <laughs> so we'll talk, talk about that a little bit, too. We, we, uh, yeah, this will be a, a theme that comes up, actually, in the next chapter, too. But anyway, uh, enough of me spoiling things. We have a guest to introduce, and I'm very excited to do so, making his debut on Thy Strong Word, a good friend of mine back from seminary. We've got Pastor Lucas Witt, pastor of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Baltimore, Maryland, also serving the greater area Good morning, brother. So good to finally have you on. Hey, morning, brother AJ. Nice to hear you too. Connected here coast to coast. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Here we are. Yeah, spanning the coast, and we got like a, a very nice listenership there in St. Louis. So you know, just uh, it's you know between two bodies of water and a river. It's it's like we're talking about like the Mediterranean and the and the Jordan and uh, the rest. So <laughs> covering a lot of ground yeah. today. Yeah, covering a lot of ground. Yeah, well, so I, I know that you and I briefly spoke uh, over the phone not too long ago. Um, yeah, a lot of place names here, and uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that you told me that you were going to bring your A-game today. <laughs> uh, well, that's what I told you, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens. You said you'd bring oh, yeah. yours for sure, so. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, by God's grace, we'll get through. Let's Let's go ahead. And I, I know that my, um, my, my, my task is always just going to be not to like trip over my tongue here as I try to read through it all. Uh, but yes, so as we go through um, stuff, a lot of geography, a lot of historical stuff, let's ask God's blessing for us as we read this together and discuss it and for our listeners as they follow along with us. Would you please say a prayer for us? Yeah, absolutely. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe. You have brought your people over the river, through the rivers of the waters of baptism, and into a land of eternal life. Uh, we thank you and, and bless you for what you have done for us as we look at this narrative, the story of what you have done for your people. Uh, open our eyes, open our ears, and, and open our mouths uh, to, to see what you would have us to see, uh, to hear what you'd have us to hear, and to speak what you'd have us to speak through your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Oh, man. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I want to point this out for our listeners. You know, thank you for the uh, the nice, uh, very Hebrew address there, right? <laughs> the the, uh, the opening line, if you if you didn't know, listening to Pastor Lucas lead us in, uh, Pastor Lucas re- leading our prayer there, he opened with, um, blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, which is actually pretty much a straight translation out of uh, Hebrew right there. It's a very common way of expressing that and addressing God. So very good. Very yeah, good. That's, that's fitting, I think. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're looking at we're looking at Hebrew and stuff, right? Makes sense. All right. So yes, here we are in Joshua chapter thirteen. Let me go ahead and I'm just going to read just the first verse. And uh, there's a lot there's a lot going on in here. This is um for for me anyway. This this is like one of the more interesting verses because there's verbs in it. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of the rest is uh is, is a lot of nouns. So, anyways. Here's chapter 13 of Joshua, first verse. Now, Joshua was old and advanced in years. And the Lord said to him, you are old and advanced in years, and there remains yet very much land to possess. All right. So, uh, as I was saying, you know, I I, uh, I I can't help but chuckle, I feel like, when I read this, because it's just like, you know, not we have this like kind of double description, right? It's not to, that Joshua is get, you know getting up there, or he's you know yeah he's old. No, he is old and advanced in years, right? Like mm-hmm. we get both of them, boom, boom. Um, and then then God just tells him the same thing, like emphatically. So uh, okay, a lot of hay is being made out of this fact. So uh, why 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 is this so uh, important right here as we start chapter thirteen and. Um, you know, like maybe, maybe what's the logic of bringing this up after we just read chapter 12, et cetera. Ah, yeah, I was, uh, as I was patched in, I heard you talking about the, the humor and I'll admit, uh, I, I kind of chuckled at this too. You know, it's, uh, kind of like when you see on the screen first, you're like, oh, he's, he's kind of old and advanced in years. And then the caption comes up and somebody says, oh, you're kind of old and advanced in years um, yeah. and how that comes in there. So that's pretty good. So, uh, I mean, I was thinking of, of the gap of, uh, of what we've had here, um, you know, in chapter one, and I, you, you mentioned chapter 12, but in chapter one, you know, Joshua's the, the new kid on the street, right? He's the, he's the hip new leader. And I mean, everybody kind of marvels at you and says, oh, you're so young and you're, you're the new one here. <laughs> uh, and and uh, now you're to chapter 13, you know, and uh, the Bible moves pretty quickly. And so, you know, a few chapters later, now he's the old guy. Um, yeah who's well and advanced in years, uh, to me, it was a reminder of just, uh, Joshua's going to move out of the way. You know, Moses moved out of the way. Joshua's going to move out of the way. Um, and eventually God's plan just, just keeps on going, uh, even as there's, there's still tasks to be done, uh, and much land left to possess. Right. Um, as far as why chapter 12, that's a good one there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I appreciate though you you linking it to like the 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 broader context, and and yeah, you know that um, it it is interesting when 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 you consider you know the kind of the chronology of this stuff, and when we look at the next chapter, I think I think that's where it kind of gets brought up even more and may, maybe more uh, deliberately, right? So when, can you look at chapter fourteen? Not to like just give everything away um, that we're going to look at. Um, Caleb shows up and he actually breaks it down, right? And so we actually get like a timeline. Um, and so without just reading chapter 14 right now, I'm, I'm just going to say that um, based on chapter 14, it seems like this campaign 
um, of warfare that they've been waging in um, in, in the in, in Palestine here, right, in, in this land west of the Jordan River, it's been going on for about five years. So it's interesting because it's not like that much time has passed, it would seem. Um, I mean, it's it's been five years. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it's not like, you know, if, let's say, because uh, here's the thing, when you compare him to Caleb's age, Joshua's probably... I mean, somewhere around 80 something or maybe, maybe in his seventies, maybe even older Um, at the, you know, when he finally dies, it says he dies at the age of 110. So it's kind of weird because we don't actually have very many markers about Joshua's age in the book it, itself. Like you pretty much only know how old he is when he dies. Um, And, he, and even then like 110 is kind of like this big round number. And you kind of wonder, like what extent we're kind of just like rounding it up to show that he lived like a big full life. So it's unclear, right? Um, like how old he is, but yeah, what's interesting is as it's kind of, I think it's the point you were bringing up that, I mean, it's not like, I mean, five years, it's not like he's like crazy old. It's not like he went from like 20 to, to 70 here. Right. Um, you know, and, and yet it, it's being emphasized here. And so it, it does seem like it's, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, like maybe when he started out, he was he was new. He had to prove himself, like you were saying, like new kid on the block, right? Um, but now, I mean, you know, maybe five years of war have like taken their toll. Maybe he's accumulated some injuries, right? Um, you know, you know, like it's. Uh, I, I mean, the Hebrew phrase is kind of like you know he's uh, something along the lines of like. Uh, he he's come along in the days or or mm -hmm. something yep. like that. Like it's uh it's kind of, kind of reminds me of some of these weird phrases we have in English, like long in the tooth or something like that. Right. Like where it's, uh, I, I don't know. I think, I think the idea is it's kind of seen, it's like, I don't know. You, you've kind of seen better days, Joshua. Um, so it, it, it might be less about that. Like so much time has passed since the beginning, as much as it's just his position and um, may, maybe even like his, his bearing has changed like him personally, things have changed for him. And as you said, he needs to kind of take care of business before it's time for him. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, at one point, Caleb, what mentioned he's, he's 85 or something. And, and you get the feeling that they're, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty good shape for what we see as 85, you know, a guy <laughs> yeah. today or uh, yeah. this couple days ago at the Y, he comes up to me and, you know, helps me correct my form as I'm lifting some. And he's like, <laughs> I'm 78 years old, you know, um, oh, I come here every morning at five 30, you know, and I lift this, 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 and this. And, you know, he's like, you know, I'm 150 pounds and, you know, he's like twice my weight of all muscle. So, um, you know, I, wow. I kind of get a bit of that same impression too of these guys yeah. uh, that they're, you know, they're in shape, they're doing what they're doing. Um, yep. uh, and there's work to be done and, and eventually you know, others will do their work, whether it's Joshua or Caleb uh, or others. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But it's, um, it's, as you were just saying, it's the, it's the work, right? I mean, and so I think that this is the thing I was trying to bring out when I read this out loud, there is, um, the, not that we necessarily see it, uh, a contrast in what, what the Lord says to Joshua, because it's actually an emphatic you in the Hebrew. It's that, it's that pronoun that isn't, doesn't necessarily have to be there, but it's there when it's, um, you know, emphatic in some way. So he's like saying like, you know, you are old and advanced in years, but then actually in Hebrew, the next word is land, but the land, it's something like, um, it, it maybe, maybe kind of a little bit, a little bit more literally something along the lines, like you are old and the land, uh, has a lot left to conquer. Right. So there's, there's this contrast, like, 
hey, man, we're not going to be able to do this uh, with just you here, right? I mean, like this kind of the situation with Moses, right, where it's like, uh, you're going to have to pass on the torch. Like, you're not going to be able, I, and I think that's actually what's being said here. And it's like, you don't see that unless you're paying, like, really close attention to what's in the original. But um, it, it's basically the implication is like, you're not going to be able to conquer all this. You're too old. Um, you, you don't have enough time, enough energy, I mean, et cetera. So it, it seems like that's actually the logic here that's setting us up here now for uh, the rest of the chapter, that he's not going to be able to capture the rest of the promised land. He's not going to be able to capture the rest of this area to the west of the Jordan. But there is something he can do, and it's something important that he needs to do before he dies. Uh, and I think that's kind of the the idea that like th- there is, um, and we're going to see that in just a second. What what are your thoughts? Yeah, there's you know there's much that's been done. Uh, in fact, right before this, just you know looking back when you said uh, chapter twelve, you know there's just this list of kings defeated by Joshua, right? You have Moses, right. then you have Joshua, what he's done, um, and and there's more yet to be done, and, and yet the focus is still like you said on on the land. You know, ever since Abraham, it was about uh, the land, uh, the focus of the land here. You go over to you know to Israel today, and um, you know they have a newspaper, maybe the biggest one there. I don't know, but it, you know it's the it's Haaretz, you know it's the land, <laughs> that's the name yeah. of it. Um, you go to Haaretz.com, it's the land, you know. So it's yeah. it's, uh, it's a big deal there. As you know, you take a, a brief break here and, and say, well, you're going to have this land, but let's also talk about what's there to come. Um, right. The uh, it made me think of uh, back I don't know ten years ago when I I kind of started forgetting about sports you could say and disconnected but i remember uh player intros would say um you know players would say their their name and then the college they went to and the ones who went to the university of miami um and miami had a big u on their helmet they wouldn't say university of miami they would just say the u (laughs) and you just kind of know it's that's miami the u you know it's really the same thing here um you know it's the land is you know the promised land canaan uh, what yeah. God has allotted for his people, you know, that, that is the land, no more words necessary, verbs, adjectives, nouns, or anything. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, almost like it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's, that's actually a good point. I mean, like it is, it does come first in, in Hebrew. It is sort of like, you know, um, and then the the land, capital L, yeah, I, I kind of like that, that, um, you know, still has a lot left to conquer, right? A lot left to take possession of, right? So yeah, 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 definitely. So it, the, the land remains the focus. You've come a long way, Joshua. Um, we're not going to be able to get you over the finish line on this. So there's something important I need you to do. So let, let's go ahead and read the next few verses here. Right? This sets us up, right? We have this contrast, old guy, lots of land to conquer, problem. So what? What? what's the solution? Okay, here it comes, verses two through seven now. This is the land that yet remains, all the regions of the Philistines and all those of the Geshurites, um, from the Shahor, which is east of Egypt, northward to the boundary of Ekron, it is counted as Canaanite. There are five rulers of the Philistines, those of Gaza, Ashdod, Ashkelon, Gath, and Ekron, and those of the Avim in the south, all the land of the Canaanites, and the Merah that belongs to the Sidonians, to Aphek, to the boundary of the Amorites, and the land of the Gebelites, and all Lebanon toward the sunrise. From Baalgad, below Mount Hermon, to Labohamath, all the inhabitants of the hill country, from Lebanon to Misrafoth Maim, even all the Sidonians. I myself will drive them out from before the people of Israel. Only 
allot the land to Israel for an inheritance, as I have commanded you. Now therefore divide this land for an inheritance to the nine tribes and the half-tribe of Manasseh. All right, so so here we go, right? This is, uh, so verse 2 kind of, in a lot of ways, kind of just continues, accentuating the problem. Hey, you're old, and there's a lot left. Like, this isn't going to work, right? But but then the solution gets raised, I believe, in, in verse 6, right? I myself will drive them out, right? And that's um, this is nice that the ESV uh, picks up on that, that, that there is this emphasis here, right? You know, so it's like, hey, it's okay. I am the one who's going to do this, okay? So it, it's not it's not insoluble, right, that, that you're too old for the job. You know, Israel has me. I think they'll be okay. <laughs> um, but, but he has this one last thing for him to do. And it's not something that we necessarily would have seen coming, but it's really important. Um, so, yeah, I mean, tell us, tell us more about that. Like, why, why is this like so, so important that, that he do this? That he do the, the continuation of this conquest? That, that he, um, that he set out the, the allotment, right? That, that he, um, that there is this, uh, I mean, he's he's going to be breaking it down over the next several chapters, right? Like, you know, th- this this is who belongs to this, this is who belongs to that, et cetera. Well, I, you have a bunch of tribes of people here and quite an extension of land. I mean, these are, I think that's one of those things that uh, I have to keep going back to. Um, uh, Braveheart is a, a movie I didn't see that long ago. And, uh, uh-huh. and they have the, these discussions of, uh, you know, we, we think of it as like, well, Scotland, right? Um, <laughs> uh, but, but Braveheart has these politics of, of these different, uh, different tribes, um, different groups. And, uh, yeah. and, and so this group, this people group that we want to put together as one um, is really a bunch of different tribes. Uh, in the same way you right. can say the United States is really, you know, a bunch of different states. And, and at, po- at some points, you know, states are left to their own rules um, within the government when the federal government doesn't define it. Uh, so you have that same kind of, of culture here. You know, we have this united people uh, under Joshua, in a sense, but you also have uh, multiple tribes, and you have this question of, you know, where are these people going to be live? Because as much as they are one people, um, they're also a tribal people. And they each have their own land that they're going to be gathered around together the same way they were as they were moving around the Ark of the Covenant. Right, right. Yeah, no, that that's that's well said. That you know we uh well we 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 overlook that like very easily, and and maybe that's particularly easy like for us too as like Americans even right. Like we 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 kind of so there are kind of few places I think. Um, I mean maybe in the rural areas more so. But they're kind of like few places that like think of their like their identity as a state very much, right? I know that was something weird for me, like when I moved from uh, California to Texas originally. That like, well, like in Texas, it's like we are Texans, right? Like that is like a thing, and like the Texas flag is like, you know, like gigantic, right? And oh yeah, there's an American flag too, right? But like you know, it's uh, you know, so yeah, there are places like Texas, right? But like a lot of us, we just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, fifty states, whatever. It's like we're all the, the same country, but um, yeah, and these other cultures like that, that local distinction, um, these traditional cultures really matter a lot, and um, it, it it's important that Joshua deals with which each with, with each of these tribes kind of like on that tribe level with their leaders as you were saying right like right. this, yeah. this kind of yeah. inner politics 
you, you've enjoyed picking a little bit on the Reubenites, right? But, it, you know, Moses, oh, <laughs> those Reubenites, right? You know, it's like he wasn't like, oh, those certain people, you know, no, it's, it's the Reuben, you know, the people of Reuben, yeah. you know, people of Gad. Yeah. They're, the, they're the, the two groups, uh, you know, that said, let's stay over on this side, you know, and then Manasseh right. over there too, so. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so they they really are like they are they are kind of doing a little bit different things. Right. Like um, and they act, they're acting with some in, independence. Right. Some uh, well autonomy anyway uh, w- within the, the, the larger um, unit that they're in. But but right. So the, the important thing here, right, is that um, even if, you know, there's lots of land to conquer and they're not going to because because this is going to be very clear, um, especially as we go into like. Uh, well, when we get the judges, it's gonna be like abundantly clear. But yeah, they didn't. They didn't drive everybody out. <laughs> like they did not finish conquering everything. Like that, that didn't quite happen. Um, it's it's not going to be able to happen, right? But so the, so God sees it coming. Like okay, we're not gonna be able to do this, Joshua. You're, you're not. You can't live to be two hundred. So all right. So what you need to do is divvy this up, right? He, that's what he says. He says divide this land. He needs to divvy it up as an inheritance. Uh, he needs to give them the rights to it. It's it's the political side, as you were saying. It's the legal side to this stuff. And we're going to see that when we get to later on. Um, actually, in, in chapter 14, um, he's going to do a little bit of, of giving something, particularly to the tribe of Judah. Um, we're going to see like a, a larger allotment that Joshua pronounces later on in chapter 18, where he's going to gather everyone together and he's going to be like, hey, guys, OK, this is how we're dividing it up. This is what um, God has told me. Right. So so he's going to be, um, you know, spelling this out for people um, later. Right. But uh, so he's going to excuse me, telling them this. Right. And he's going to tell them, OK, you write this down. Right. And you go, you go look and you establish the boundaries. Right. Um, but he's not going to be able to conquer it all necessarily in, in battle. So uh, I think I think that's like the important idea here that. Uh, God sees their physical limitations, but he wants to still make the promise to them, even if they're not going to have the promise necessarily right away. So the important thing is that Joshua still delivers the promise to God's people, um, even if they're not going to take full possession of that promise yet. Yeah, God's promise holds true uh, even when times and situations aren't uh, perfect for what you want them to be. And same thing for our for our obedience, right? We don't we don't need to sit and wait and say, well, we wait for the perfect circumstances uh, to be set up and everything cleared out of the way um, for us to do His will. Uh, but we do it. Uh, we we strive for obedience and and we have fulfillment of God's promises even as we see the the imperfections um, or or the barriers in the way. Well, yes, yes. And, and I think you're quite right to make the connection to our own situation here, right? Because I, I do think, as we've been tracking, you know, Joshua foreshadowing and prefiguring our Lord Jesus, right? Same name, right? Um, you know, whether it's pronounced, you know, Joshua or um, you know, Yeshua or, you know, whatever exactly in, in the Hebrew, it's kind of the same thing. It's like um, Yehoshua, you know, this idea of Yahweh is you know victory salvation something like this same mm-hmm. name really um and so as he foreshadows this i mean this really anticipates our lord jesus who is going to promise us the land right and that's going to and he's going to call us to obedience and to action the way that joshua will call the peoples to obedience and action like you were saying um he and, and, and god uses our lord jesus to make give us the promise right 
to give us maybe like the down payment, uh, the advance on the promise, right? But we don't come into full possession of it. And so our Lord Jesus is going to say, you know, um, you know, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth, right? So he's going to make the promise of the land, um, even though we don't possess that promise yet, right? So he so he delivers the promise, but but not the full thing, right? In all its totality. So uh, this is this is a yeah. I think you're right. This is the thing that applies to them, and as much as it applies to us, I want to give you a chance to kind of develop this thought for us more when we get back from the break. Uh, but hang on, everybody. We're looking at Joshua chapter 13 on Thy Strong Word. We'll be right back. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 10 states, If the iron is blunt and one does not sharpen the edge, he must use more strength. But wisdom helps one to succeed. Find this true wisdom in Christ on Sharper Iron every weekday morning at 8 a.m. here on Worldwide KFUO. Sharpen the iron of your faith together with two pastors as they take up the sword of the Spirit to proclaim the gifts of Christ crucified and risen for you. I'm KFUO's Kip Allen. I'm a committed Lutheran, but I'm just a layman with no special theological training. Like many of us, I have questions and I seek guidance. I need answers given to me in a language I can understand. That's what this program's all about. Let's talk. The pastor is in. Friday afternoon at 2 on KFUO, the messenger of good news. Hi, I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. Coming up on the next MOA weekend this Saturday and Sunday morning, I'll be talking about these words of the Apostle Peter. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The words of Scripture are indeed God-breathed. I'll talk about it on the next MOA weekend this Saturday and Sunday morning at 7.45 a.m. Central right here on The Messenger of Good News Worldwide, KFUO Radio in St. Louis. Welcome back, everybody, to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're looking at Joshua chapter 13, this chapter about, hey, you know, Joshua's uh, come a long way. We've, you know, we, hey, we conquered uh, the land of 31 kings, right, west of the Jordan River. Uh, but there's, there's still work to be done. Can't do it all, but the promise remains sure. Uh, Got to guarantee the promise. So we are joined today by Pastor Lucas Witt, pastor of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Baltimore, Maryland. I want to make sure to invite our live listeners, if you have any questions for us, uh, particularly if you have questions for Pastor Witt, <laughs> uh, you can call 1-800-730-2727, or if you're in St. Louis, 314-821-0850, or you can always send an email to kfuo at kfuo.org. Also, thank you, thank you, our underwriters, the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. You can check out their website, lhfmissions.org. So, all right, 
turning back to the chapter here. Right. So we were just talking about this, this kind of like this kind of now and not yet, right. Is how we put it in our Lutheran tradition. Right. Um, yeah. He, he, he makes the promise, right. The important thing is that he's going to be divvying things up and, and we, and we see the reactions to this later, right. Like in, in chapter 17, uh, the, the tribes of Joseph are going to be like, Hey, what, what's up with this? What are you giving us this? And, and, uh, and Joshua's going to be like, Hey, you tribes of, uh, of Joseph, you know, simmer down. Right. And it's like you were saying, he's going to be, he's going to be dealing with them and, um, you know, like kind of working with them on this kind of tribe by tribe kind of level. But, but the point is that, okay, even if there's still more like fighting to be done, like, Hey, like t- tell them what's theirs and be clear on it, kind of draw the boundaries on the map, right. Make sure that everyone gets this, um, on the same page. Uh, the important thing is they know what's promised to them, even if they don't fully realize it yet. Yeah. We've been building up to this promise for, you know, again, quite a while, right? I mean, ever since Abraham, there's been, been talk of this, uh, land coming. Um, and we've been waiting for it and, and journeying, you know, through the wilderness. And, and during that time, the people are basically, you know, trying to, you know, walk away from this identity of being slaves and, and walk into the identity of being God's people. And then they cross over the Jordan, um, which you could say have this, bap- this baptismal overtones there, right, into yeah. this new life. And, and now they've, they've reached this land, or, uh, or they're about to. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, that's right. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, this is a big thing, right, like leading up to this. And so, <laughs> right, it's a, uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of funny. I, I remember, um, I'm not maybe you were even in the same class. I remember that um, a professor at seminary said, you know, uh, you you kind, of, you kind of put the climactic thing in the middle of the story, right? So looking at the Pentateuch, right, like what's like the climax, right? And he was saying, well, it's it's Leviticus, right? You know, the, the part that you all thought was boring is actually like the big deal. It's like God's going to dwell with His people in. Uh, the tabernacle like that's the big thing and so like it's not boring that's like that's like the big climax of the whole thing god's actually showing up right and so i I think i kind of like similarly here right um joshua is like building it building it building up as you were saying it's it's the stuff that was in in genesis right in exodus right i mean the whole way through the pentateuch even building up to this right and uh yeah to, to us we might be like oh like the last 12 chapters of Joshua are much less exciting. Like, can they get back to the fighting? Right. Um, but I mean, like this whole thing about the inheritance of the land, like this is the big thing they've been waiting for. Like this is the, this is the big payoff of it all. Yeah. This isn't the part that makes the, you know, the action part of the movie with, with the great, uh, you know, great inspirational music. Um, but it's, you know, it's <laughs> the part of the, the joy, you know, that, that it's all been building up to. Um, right. You know, it's... Right. Very good. All right. Well, hey, we still have, speaking of like lots of uh, ground to cover, we still have half the chapter to look at, right? So let's go ahead and do so. Um, it starts off in, in verse eight, um, and, and it, it starts off kind of like breaking things down according to the tribes. And so uh, we remember in verse seven, it said that nine and a half tribes right like so half of manasseh is on one side of the river half of manasseh is on the other side mm-hmm. so uh, we're, we're not dealing with the two and a half tribes that have already had their um their their stuff spelled out so we're kind of like taking that as a starting point and moving on here's verse eight and 
I don't know. How about I will just keep reading until you like, you know, start, you know, waving your hands and, and, and shouting, stop. Okay. Like if there's something that there's something you really want to take, if there's something that you really want to alight on, I'll put it that way. Right. We just, just stop me and, and we can, we can talk about it. Otherwise I think I just might keep going. So, okay. All right. Here I'll is, probably follow your lead here. <laughs> okay. Here's, here's verse eight. <clears throat> With the other half of the tribe of Manasseh, the Reubenites and the Gadites received their inheritance, which Moses gave them, beyond the Jordan eastward, as Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave them, from Aroer, which is on the edge of the valley of the Arnon, and the city that is in the middle of the valley, and all the tableland of the Medeba as far as the Debon, and all the cities of Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon, as far as the boundary of the Ammonites, and Gilead and the region of the Geshurites and the Macathites, and all of Mount Hermon, and all Bashan to Selakah, and all the kingdom of Og in Bashan, who reigned in Ashtaroth and in Edrei, he alone was left of the remnant of the Rephaim, these Moses had struck and driven out. Yet the people of Israel did not drive out the Geshurites or the Macathites, but Geshur and Macath dwell in the midst of Israel to this day. All right. Well, there you've mentioned you know, this before, yeah. and I think you mentioned it coming later on, but here you go, verse 13 at the end there, right? Yet the people of Israel did not drive out the Geshurites and the, oh, this is one, the Maacathites. Yeah, the Maacathites. Yeah, this is one of those weird things where the the two A's are kind of like different syllables. It's kind of weird. Yep, that's why Hebrew is my favorite. <laughs> uh, but I mean, right here, here you have it right there. They, they did not do this. Um, right. right. So whether it's that perfect obedience or, or perfect plan, but um, you know, I, I, one of your hosts talked, to, I think, talked about where you know at times the people follow uh, very well, at times they follow okay, and at, at times they don't follow at all to God's plan according to this path. So um, here you have kind of, oh, we missed a little bit, and uh, we may hear about consequences in the future, or we may not. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. We're, well, we're certainly going to hear about those consequences when we get to judges, right? Because yeah. we have to hear about, okay, so this is the consequence now of you not driving everybody out, right? So, um, right. So e- even though, uh, and this is, so this is kind of setting us up for kind of the pattern that we're just going to kind of keep seeing, like, yes, they've received their inheritance, right? I mean, they, they, they did, you know, to their credit, they, they, they took out, um, you know, Og and, um, and Sihon, right? Like, that's what we, we've been saying, kind of gave them the rep they had, the reputation they had when they charged in over the Jordan River, right? Um, everyone was shaking in their boots because they had heard about what they did to those guys. So, yeah, they, they, they did some conquering, right? But they didn't quite, you know, take out everybody. So this, this is the tension, right? That they've kind of, in a sense, they've received their inheritance, but they but they didn't really complete all the fighting, which was <laughs> which was supposed to happen first, you know? So there's, there's, there's this tension. Um yeah. I'm sure they're so, thankful that you give them that the glass half full part there. You know, I, f- I focused on you know driving them to the confession booth, and uh, you know, <laughs> give them the credit. So thanks for the glass half full there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, no, yeah. So it's um, yeah, right, right. We we, we see this. Uh, yeah, there's there's the tension, there's tension, right? And so there's there's the good and the bad, right? The the glass half full, but also missing something, right? So, all right. Uh, so let's let's pick it up here, uh, verse fourteen. Keep going here. To the tribe of Levi alone, Moses gave no inheritance. The offerings by fire to the Lord God of Israel are their inheritance, as he said to him. And Moses gave an inheritance to the tribe of the people of Reuben, according to their clan. So 
their territory was from Arroer, which is on the edge of the Valley of the Arnon, and the city that is in the middle of the valley and all the tableland by the Medeba with Heshbon and all its cities that are on the tableland, Debon and Bamoth Baal and Beth Baal Maon and Jahaz and Kedemoth and Mephaath and Kiriathayim and Sibma and Zerashahar on the hill of the valley and Beth Peor and the slopes of Pisgah and Beth Jeshemoth. That is all the cities of the tableland and all the kingdom of Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon, whom Moses defeated with the leaders of Midian, uh, Avi and Rakim and Zur and Hur and Reba, the princes of Sihon who lived in the land. Balaam also, the son of Baor, the one who practiced divination, was killed with the sword by the people of Israel among the rest of their slain. And the border of the people of Reuben was the Jordan as a boundary. This was the inheritance of the people of Reuben, according to their clans with their cities and villages. So uh, kind, of, kind of interesting, I'm just going to pause here just to kind of take stock of this. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much maybe you can kind of fill in for like the geography for us, but everyone who's been can, been keeping pace with us should have heard a lot of names that maybe sounded familiar, especially if, we've, if you were, we recall back to numbers that we did a few months ago. Like a lot of this stuff is like, you know, in numbers, right? Like we even have like mentioned like the thing with um, Balaam, son of Baor, over at, you know, Beth Peor and the the idolatry that happened there at that place, right? How they began to worship Baal of Beth Peor, right? Because of the influence of Balaam. So, I mean, like, it, it's kind of like all these allusions to the stuff that happened in numbers already here. Mm-hmm. So all of this is, in fact, kind of just continuing uh, kind of like a sidebar reminder, right? Like, again, in verse 15, it says, and Moses gave the, the tribe of Reuben, right, this inheritance. So this, this isn't Joshua doing it, right? This is just kind of like uh, by way of reminder to to us that we're kind of like just remembering, oh, right, okay, right. This is what, this is what God kind of already figured out with Moses, right? Right. And, and now and, and after that, after this stuff, uh, we're going to get to the part where like Joshua needs to sort things out. Yeah. I mean, this land of Reuben, I'm, I'm a picture guy. So as you know, as yeah. these words are coming up, I, I'd say you're the, you're the words guy. I'm the pictures guy. You know, I'm I like it. I'm uh, trying to put this in Dr. Seuss terms and uh, and, tr- you know, having this uh, on my on my right. my color map. Um, Please paint the picture in Seuss colors. Do it. Well, it's a lot easier with narrative too. So, uh, you know, we, we talk about places, but uh, you know, as I as I look at this in front of me and on my in my coloring book, um, yep. you could say why you know you're you're over here, obviously on the on the east side uh, of the Jordan River, and you're kind of on the the north uh, east half of what is um, the Salt Sea, the Great Sea, or the Dead Sea today. Right. Um, but it's you know it's the one that's furthest down uh, below Gad and Manassas. So we're kind of we're you know we're we're building a stack up here, as far as the the geography. Um, so yeah, as far as uh, the names, uh, you know, like I that's why I was thinking the same thing. A lot of these sound sound familiar, and especially drawing back to numbers, you know, Balaam there especially. Um, right. uh, you know, they want to highlight this guy Balaam, you know, and I know there's a lot of um, when you get into Jewish writings, there's a lot of ink spilled uh, about contrasting Moses and Balaam um, in, uh, in what they do and how they follow the Lord. Uh, but as far as, you know, why, why these are all listed in here, um, besides, you know, connect the dots, fill in the blanks, um, you know, in, in my coloring book here, 
Uh, I think, like you said, you have a lot of, of history of seeing where have we been, where have we gone, what has God taken us through, and uh, and where Reuben, the people of Reuben are, uh, will be a reminder of that. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And of course, Reuben itself, as uh, as I as I keep giving him a hard time, um, is just a tribe full of interesting history, especially in the Book of Numbers. Right. So, right. So all, all this, um, just kind of in review, kind of like, not only this is, uh, not just kind of laying out the borders. Um, cause I mean, the, one of the borders is, as it says at the very end, very easy. It's just the Jordan river. Right. But I mean, it, so it's giving us a, a few of the, of the borders here. Um, kind of just the, the idea being anyway, it's like, as it's saying all the table land. Right. And so that's kind of an odd term. Um, if I'm not wrong about like, topography stuff I, I think that people talk about like water tables and so like rivers and things like this they have like tables i i think this is is, is that right like you, mm-hmm. but, yeah water tables yep right right so i mean like the idea is it's kind of like there's this land that kind of you know it is kind of almost like fed or fed or feeds into or it's connected to kind of like in this kind of a geographical way the river right so the idea is it's kind of like you know they keep mentioning the table land right and all the cities there so, so it's basically like kind of all the area that's sort of like in the immediate vicinity um, of of the river there, uh, but but like going extending up to um, the edge of the valley of the Arnon, right? So uh, that's it's kind of trying to like zero in on that. But as you were saying, it's not just giving us the the boundaries but kind of like also like reminding us about like oh right 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 that's how that all that all that went down that's how all that happened yeah i've I've learned to to know that you know names are more than just names and places are more than just places um uh so there's there's depth behind each and every one of these names and places uh and some of those are very clear in scripture and some of those take a lot of digging uh to put together (laughs) Right, right. Some of them would have just been like, "Oh, and you all know about him. I don't need to tell you anything more about it, right?" Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of, you've heard, you've heard the, this story. You have this memorized. Right, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't need. I don't need to write that down. You know, <laughs> I've, <laughs> only, I've only I've only got so much scroll here anyway. You know. That's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but um, yeah, right, right, right. <clears throat> um, difficulty of looking back on things, um, you know, from this distance. But well, okay. So let's keep going because we're not we're not quite done. I'll, maybe I'll take a Gad and Manasseh together here. So again, just kind of all in review still. What, what Moses has already divvied up, so Joshua doesn't need to do it, but uh, Moses has already done it. So here's continuing on at verse 24, picking up after Reuben. Moses gave as an inherit or gave an inheritance also to the tribe of Gad, to the people of Gad, according to their clans. Their territory was Jazer and all the cities of Gilead and half of the land of the Ammonites to Aurer, which is east of Rabbah, and from Heshbon to Ramath Mizpeh, and to Betanim, and from Mahanaim to the territory of Debir, and in the valley of Beth Haram, Beth Nimrah, Sukkoth, and Zephon, and the rest of the kingdom of Sihon, king of Heshbon, having the Jordan as a boundary to the lower end of the Sea of Kinnereth, eastward beyond the Jordan. This is the inheritance of the people of Gad, according to their clans, with their cities and villages." And Moses gave an inheritance to the half-tribe of Manasseh. It was allied to the half-tribe of the people of Manasseh, according to their clans. Their region extended from Mahanaim through all Bashan, uh, the whole kingdom of Og and uh, Bashan, and all the towns of Jair, which are in Bashan, 
60 cities. And Half-Gilead and Ashtaroth and Edrei, Edrei, the cities of the kingdom of Og and Bashan, these were allotted to the people of Machir, the son of Manasseh, for the half of the people of Machir according to their clans. So, uh, pausing just right there. So this is kind of the um, the overview, just kind of reminding us, okay, this is this is all the stuff that, that Moses has done, right? So we, we went by Reuben, and then Gad, and then Manasseh. And, and again, we, we've seen this, um, as, as with Reuben, uh, Machir is mentioned again, right? Because we, we had that story back in Numbers, how um, I, I, the details escape me now, but like, Makir basically just went, it was like, hey, look, if I can take these cities, like, can I keep them, right? And, and Moses was like, okie okay, dokie, okay, you go for it. Um, and so, right, and so Makir, like, wages, like, an epic battle and, and captures these things. But so, um, yeah, so so we see uh, the kind of the, the little bit of the allusions to the stories, right? But also just a description of, yeah, this is these are the actual borders. So, um, yeah, any thoughts as you look at, like, the map, um Kind of like what's going on, kind of like with the, the relative position of these things, or what, what what's significant. What are the things that really stand out? Uh, so you have Reuben there in the south, and then and then Gad uh, with the Ammonites and Gilead, and then uh, up further you have half the tribe of, of Manasseh. So I can't say I had any real insights when uh, when coloring my coloring book here. Um, I just had to, I think, triple check myself that it says, oh, you know, this isn't just the half tribe of Manasseh here. This is half of the half-tribe of Manasseh, right? This is East Manasseh, um, and, and then there's West Manasseh. You know, I don't know the history of St. Louis and how East St. Louis, you know, <laughs> to, to, you know, to St. Louis and, and such. Um, uh, but, but for, and I don't have any uh, thoughts or anything in Scripture that reminds me of why this might be as well, but uh, Manasseh, you know, only has half their people on, on this East side, uh, and then they'll come up again, um, on the west side of the Jordan, uh, as that land is is mentioned as well. Right. Right. Yes. So, so um, that that is that is important to like just and we'll just kind of keep r- reminding everybody um, that when when we're talking about the half tribe of Manasseh, right? Uh, what does of mean? <laughs> to put it in the worst, most boring way possible. Sorry. Um, it, it means half of the tribe of Manasseh, right? Not that Manasseh is a half tribe, right? Um, the the idea is that you know Joseph basically got a double portion, um, and this makes sense when when we look at Exodus, right? Like he gets this like big blessing, and um, his sons actually um, Ephraim and Manasseh are adopted, right, by his by his father Jacob as his own sons, right? Which is not to say that you know he you know Jacob was like. Joseph, I don't know about your parenting. I'm going to adopt them. No, no, it wasn't like that. It was like, no, I am adopting them into my will. And so they're going to receive, they're going to receive inheritances, not like grandkids, but like full children, right? So uh, Manasseh and Ephraim get promoted almost, you might say, as full tribes. Um, And and there's kind of a logic to this because um, on a certain level, (laughs) this means that there's like, now there's 13 tribes, (laughs) of Israel, but just in terms of land allotments, right? Because Levi doesn't get any land. There are still 12, right? So it's like, there's kind of 12, either way you look at it, there's kind of like 12 land inheriting tribes. Um, and then on the other hand, you have 12 sons of Jacob 
in that sense, right? So, so it's kind of either way. And if you want to talk about it in terms of ancestry, there's 12. If you want to talk about it in terms of land, there's still 12. Um, it's just, as you were saying that Manasseh, half of them goes on, goes on the East side and half of them goes on the West. So when you look at the map, um, you know, whether that's like in your Bible or on Wikipedia or whatever, like just look at the, that the territory of Manasseh, it's gigantic. Um, it, it really ends up being very, very large. Um, it is maybe the thing that we're not appreciating here. I mean, I mean, honestly, between the three Reuben, Gad and Manasseh, that part that isn't described in Manasseh, which is described in the least, least words is actually the largest of the three territories, which just testifies to just how immensely blessed Joseph and his sons were. Yeah. You who are, who are a half tribe are not necessarily going to be allotted accordingly. Um, you know, you are certainly not the least, uh, Bethram Ephrathah, you know, because of your small stature, may somebody think, um, yeah, the, uh, when I was teaching the middle schoolers the last couple of years here, you have to have this straight with your tribes because we would look up a, a YouTube video with DJ Jars Blings. That was an acronym for the tribe names. Um, but then suddenly we'd get to the, nap, the map and they'd say, well, wait a minute, there's no Joseph on here. Where, where's Joseph's spot on the map? You know, and then you'd have to get into Manasseh and Ephraim. So to keep those straight, uh, it's, it's different uh, depending on whether you're looking at, at the map or, or the list of the sons or uh, how that goes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and one of the things also, right, is that, uh, and this is kind of one of those tricky things when people talk or when the, when the Bible talks about the half tribe of Manasseh, they are usually talking about, if they just say it all by itself, like just the half tribe of Manasseh all by itself, it's kind of like that whole Transjordan, Cisjordan thing that kind of just means the chunk of Manasseh on the East side. Um, and that, that's kind of tricky if you don't kind of like have the background, right? But um, that, that's that's kind of like the sense, right? I mean, it's as you were saying, it's kind of like, you know, uh, St. Louis is a good example. Like there's like East St. Louis and then, well, just St. Louis. Well, but actually that kind of helps, right? Because <laughs> you, you kind of put the extra name like kind of on the part that's over to the East that's kind of like on the other side of the river. So similarly, like it's not like East St. Louis and West St. Louis. It's just like St. Louis, right? And then, East St. Louis. Oh yeah. The rest of them on the other side of the river, same thing going on. The Bible will often talk about like Manasseh, like just referring to like what's on the West side. Um, but then it'll talk about, Oh yeah. Half tribe Manasseh. That's like the East side guys. So yeah, it's like you were saying, it's just, you know, kind of these, these shorthand ways of referring to things. And you kind of got to know like what, what the perspective is. Mm-hmm. And, but ultimately you see how God, you know, has, is dividing things up with his, with his, you know, plan uh, that's not just a, a haphazard, haphazard, you know, patchwork quilt that's coming together. But, um, you know, this is all, this is all, you know, allotted, you know, with an inheritance. Uh, so it's not like, you know, the Sooners who go into Oklahoma, you know, they line up the starting line, you know, shoot the gun, you know, I'm trying to remember my like fourth grade, you know, American history here, but, uh, you know, and then they basically go and, uh, you know, pick out your spot and you settle there and that's what you got. But, you know, here it is still God setting up, um, and, and sharing his plan for here is where I'm strategically having, you know, these people. Um, I've driven out people from the land. I'm going to allot the land to you the way I say, um, and it's going to be an, an inheritance uh, for you to live in according to my plan, my promise. Right. Well, yeah, no, that, that's right. And, that, and that's why it's, it's so important that, that Joshua do this, right? I mean, because... I, and I think that like, this is one of those things where it's like, God can see the weakness of his people. And he, he kind of like graciously condescends 
right? Goes down to the level and says, okay, look, I'm going to deal with you in the way that I know that you can handle, right? And so similarly, as we saw earlier in Joshua, how, you know, they, were, they, they weren't going to be able to handle the situation, right? If, um, if they had been embarrassed at I, and then there was some kind of like massive like pincer attack from the north and the south, right? He's like, okay, okay, I'm going to answer your prayer and I'm going to like do this now, right? Uh, but then later, like as they grow, he he kind of allows um, the the Canaanite allow, uh, alliance to happen. So similarly here, he's like, you know what, my people, they need a figure of authority, like a military leader, to break these da- break this down for them, or else they're going to just try to like, you know, just pick their own borders willy nilly. So like, unless Joshua speaks on my behalf and says, hey, look, these are the borders of your tribes, like they're not going to do it the way that I have laid it out, right? The way that I was laying it out to Moses, uh, they're just going to kind of do it however they want. So it's, as you were saying, like it, the important thing is that even though Joshua can't like take them over the finish line of conquering everybody, um, Joshua can represent God and make sure this all gets divvied out according to God's plan um, and not somebody else's ideas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it just the, the end of chapter third or the uh, verse six and seven, you know, really just hit me where, you know, you do this so well, AJ, but setting up that, you know, this is all, you know, God has driven out the people. God is dividing up uh, what he has set up for his people as we are now in this land that's been promised. Right, right, exactly. Well, hey, um, speaking of last couple of verses, let's <laughs> let's briefly read the last couple of verses here, 32 and 33. These are the inheritance inheritances that Moses distributed in the plains of Moab beyond the Jordan east of Jericho. But to the tribe of Levi, Moses gave no inheritance. The Lord God of Israel is their inheritance, just as he said to them. So just a summary statement there, like, okay, yeah, that that's our summary. And that just sets us up well for next time, because now we're actually going to be talking about, okay, how do we break down the stuff to the West, right? Because that's the stuff that's kind of trickier here. So uh, sets us up for next time. And there's there's it's, there's some cool stuff because Caleb shows up like we were saying. So looking forward to that. But all at a time for today. Thank you so much for joining us. And especially on a kind of difficult chapter. Come again soon. And uh, I'm sure it'll be easier. <laughs> I'm glad to be on the east side with you. Thanks, AJ. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Lucas. Everybody, Pastor Lucas Witt of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Baltimore, Maryland. Yes, uh, next week we will be moving on to Joshua 14. Hang in there. Some really cool stuff with Caleb. I love it every time that he gets mentioned there. Till next time, everybody, I'm Pastor AJ Espinosa. Peace. You've been listening to Thy Strong Word, produced by the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate Office of National Mission in cooperation with Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the LCMS. Your support is vital for this program to continue. You can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Thy Strong Word.